Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. A uh, question for today. Is there something, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something you, you all can relate. Is there something that you keep putting off that you know you need to do, that you want to do, but you have not taken action, right? You're, you're just, you haven't done it. <laughs> and um, th this happens to everybody. Um, and I was thinking about this today because there's something I've been wanting to take action. I've been wanting to reach out to somebody. It's been a year, just under a year. And I'm like, why haven't, you know, I keep telling myself I'm going to reach out and I have to follow up with this person and it's on my to-do list. Why haven't I done it for almost a year? Okay. So this made me think about why do why do we not, why do people not get things done? Why do they not take action? And it could be things that we want to do, right? We really want to do it, but we, we just, we, we get frozen. We don't act. And there's a lot of reasons why this happens. And I think one of the hurdles, one of the ways to take inaction to action is to understand what is it that's keeping us from taking movement forward. So that's what I want to talk about today. Thank you for joining me. Um, before we start, um, if if there's something that you've been needing to do and you're not doing it, what is it? Write it, you know, type it down, put a message or think about it. Think about, I know everybody can relate. This is not unique just to me, okay? But what are one or more of those things that you have not taken action on? That you, It's on your to-do list. You think about it. You say you're going to do it. You don't do it. You don't do it. You don't do it. Why aren't you doing it? All right? Um, I did a little bit of research on this. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you some of the stuff that I found. Some of the things resonated with me, some of the stuff, it was like obvious, but, um, but it's interesting because I think if we can figure out number one, identifying that we haven't been taking action and identify, you know, why aren't we taking action? And that's going to help us. I really think get over the hump. So, um, Nicole here is, thank you for joining Angie. Thank you for joining. We got, we got observers and lurkers who aren't posting Michael. You guys, can you guys all relate to this? You know, like not taking action. Um, but if you're here, before I jump into some of the examples of, of what, what triggers, what keeps us from taking action, if you're new here, I just want to give a quick introduction. My name is Erica Bowling. I am the owner and founder of Northeast Canine Conditioning. Um, every Friday night, you can catch me 8.30 live on my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. Um, sometimes we talk about canine fitness topics. Sometimes they're business-related topics. Last week it was technology. But today's topic is something that can relate to you not just in your business, in your personal life, in dog training. It relates to everything. Um, so, yes, okay, great. So um, all of you um, say, yeah, you can absolutely relate. So um, that is what I wanted to talk with you about tonight. So. Okay, so my first, I did some, you know me, I, I, I like to research and do Google searches. And one of the first things I pulled up, and this was, I was like, no duh, like this was not surprising. So it's an article, it's called Take Action Now, Six Reasons Why People Don't Take Action. And in this article, it was kind of the obvious. It was like, um, you know, we want to avoid pain, <laughs> right? Like, you have to go to the dentist, you know you have to go to the dentist, but you know you anticipate pain, and so you delay going. And it talks about a lot of times that anticipation 
um, of both pleasure and pain, the, the anticipation is always like more than what reality is. So typically I, my, my fear of the dentist, right? I'm going to be thinking about horrendous pain and normally it's not that bad. Um, and then it also said things like, you know, sometimes in our head we'll have like, oh, we're going to have this amazing vacation. We have all these wonderful things in our head and it's not always as good as we think it's going to be. So to me, this this article, it, it, to me, it was pretty, re, it was logical. It, it didn't really surprise me. One thing that stood out, though, it talks about survival. It says survival always beats desire. Sur survival always beats desire. So what what related to me here was when you're making big, like life changing decisions or decisions where you're wanting to be, you know, do bigger and grander or do more or be more with your life. And, and you get scared, right? Because it, it pushes you outside your comfort zone. And this idea of, there's a quote, and, and I really like this. This is something that I really related to. It said, people are programmed to survive rather than thrive. Okay, so we're, we're programmed. We're programmed to be in survival mode, like to just get by, to just survive versus really thriving in our life. And it said this I could so relate to. It said instead of being built for success, humans are built to learn how to survive and stay alive. We focus on the here and now rather than what the future might bring, because survival right? It's all about getting that immediate. And this really could resonate with me because it's when we get, we get stuck in that comfortable zone, right? We know there could be a better life. We know there could be a better job. We know, you know, we can do more, but we don't go outside that comfort zone because we're in survival mode. Like, it's like, well, you know, my job pays the bills you know, maybe this isn't the best town, but, you know, everything's okay. And, and you know, I'm, you know, we're content, right? We're content. Um, it says, how can I make decisions where I thrive instead of survive? And so this was something that I, I could relate to because it's when you're going outside that comfort zone and that lack of that, that insecurity, the idea is, most people will choose the security, right? We're in survival mode. They will choose the security and the comfort over the unknown. And so what's really what what really gets me with this quote is if we don't push ourselves to that next level and take risks and and you know go that next step that puts us outside of survival mode where we're a little scary, right? that we're, we're just going to exist. We're not going to truly thrive We're we're existing, we're surviving, but we don't reach the peak of what we truly can do and, 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 you know, have, have the most and, and thrive the most. Now it's not saying it's going to come easy, right? It's not saying you might not have failures along the way, but I know for a fact, the majority of people, um, and I struggle with it is, you know, you get comfortable and it's safe. It's safe and it's secure. So, um, you know, yeah, Michael says thriving is unknown. And so some of the times when we don't take action, 
is because we're choosing to stay in the comfort zone. We're, we're, we're choosing to be surviving rather than the possibility of thriving. Now, again, it's a possibility because it's, there's the unknown. As, as Michael said, we, we've, we've got that unknown. Um, Angie says, choose courage over comfort. This is one of your favorite sayings. Um, yeah, choose courage. And, and uh, you know, uh, Myra, thanks. You're, you're here joining us tonight from Brazil. Colleen, can you guys relate to this? So, so okay, so we know right, right there, one of the reasons why we don't take action is because, and, and, and that's fine, you know, sometimes we can say, listen, I've got a family, I've got kids, i got bills, i got health insurance, I have to, you know, I, I've got medical bills, and I, I, I'm okay, I am choosing to be, to survive, and I am choosing to be safe and comfortable, and that's fine, that's fine. But recognizing that, you know, then you, you choose and you make your decision and you live with it and you don't feel bad and you don't feel guilty. But if you really want that, if you really want to thrive and you really want to go to that next level and you're not taking action, part of the reason might be because of you're in survival mode and, you know, you're, you're too comfortable in the safety zone. So you have to weigh the pros and cons and think about how valuable, how much, you know, what is that possibility? Is it worth the risk of going outside that comfort zone? So, um, so that is one thing that really, so, so that was that one article talking about pain and pleasure. And like I said, I didn't, that resonated to me the most was that kind of survival mode. The other article that I ran into, um, this one is called, and I'll post these afterwards in the thread. It's called, 20 ridiculous reasons why people never take action. <laughs> um, and some of these, um, uh, yeah, some of these I most definitely relate to. Angie said, I stepped out of my comfort zone when I quit my high paying 25 year career that was safe, but I didn't like to train dogs full time. Um, you said you didn't like to train or you mean you did like to train. Maybe there's a typo there. Um, because you left your 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 big career and now you're doing the dog thing. I think you meant because you did like to train dogs. Uh, um, oh, but uh, it was um, okay. So again, you choose. Sometimes we choose to to for the safe the safety. Okay, we choose survival mode. All right, and that's okay. But like I said, when you're when you're not taking action and you really want to take action and understanding, maybe it's just simply that that discomfort. Simply, that's a big thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't like your job, Angie. Thanks for clarifying. Okay, so let me tell you twenty ridiculous reasons. I won't go through all of them. I'm gonna go. I'll go through some of the ones that I think. Um, okay, here's a huge one: is sometimes we don't take action because we we're too worried about listening to other people, right? We're we're victims to other people's opinions, other people's thoughts, right? We're we're worried about what are other people gonna think of us. Um, and I think that's that's a common one. We hear that a lot. Another thing it mentioned is we set aspirations and we set desires and goals that our friends don't have, our peers don't have. So this makes it hard. For example, when I started my business and I was looking at being a business owner, I you know looking at being an entrepreneur. I, I had no friends at the time. None of my, my family members always worked for somebody. They worked for the hospital. 
they worked for the schools, they worked for a company, right? So I grew up, my friends, my family, like I didn't have entrepreneurs. I did not have people starting their own businesses from the ground up, making their, you know, bringing in their own paycheck. And so it was really challenging. And I really think the only reason why I was able to make that step into being a business owner was I, I started to surround myself with people who did this and who were, who, even though I never did it, I wanted to do it. And I surrounded myself with people who, who thought like me, they wanted, they had the same aspirations as me. And I really, if I had not changed the people around me, I mean, I didn't just dump my old friend, my old friends or family, like they're still there, but um, it makes a huge difference if the people around you are people that have the same aspirations or they're doing the kinds of things that you want to do. To me, that was huge in me taking action was being around other people. So if you are surrounded by people who don't think like you, they don't have the same aspirations, um, that can make you to, you know, be doubtful. You start to think, you know, uh, I can't do it. It's crazy. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough because you don't see people around you doing the same thing. Another example, when I started running marathons, I never dreamed I would be doing marathons until I started surrounding myself with people in a running club who ran marathons. When I started training my dog for French training, I thought, okay, I'm just, you know, I'll be happy if I just go do a ring one. And then I surrounded myself with people competing at very high levels. And then now I started to say, hmm, I want to, you know, I want to achieve that. So um, falling victim to other people's opinions your friends don't have the same aspirations. Those can hold you back. Um, um, here's another one. People listening to opportunities that they're, they're listening and waiting for opportunities that are, that are coming to them rather than making opportunities happen. And one of the things here, uh, you know, when I had people say, oh, you're so lucky. When I was teaching overseas, oh, you're so lucky you're living in Europe. Oh, you're so lucky you can take a month off and, and do this and do that. And I tell people, no, it's not luck. Like when I worked overseas, I spent an entire year organizing and making things work so I could do my student teaching overseas when I was an undergraduate. Nobody else in my university did student teaching overseas. And I spent a year of hard work, research, phone calls, all kinds of really hard work. And in the end, I was able, I lived in Europe for a year. And uh, and people, you know, they'd be like, oh, you're so lucky, you're so lucky, I wish I could do that. And a lot of times it was, um, you know, making those opportunities happen rather than just waiting to see what opportunities come, going out and, and being proactive, making those, uh, creating opportunities. Um, but there are some other challenges with that. and. Um, one of the things here, and this was, uh, this is a quote they had, they said, some people can't be bothered. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I hear this all the time where, you know, and I've said this too, where people say that they have these goals like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur or, oh, I want to live in Europe or, oh, I want to have a ring three dog. Um, I want to compete at nationals and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But when push comes to shove, 
when you look at the hard work, the hours and hours of hard work that go into it, when push comes to shove, do you really want it? And sometimes, and there's nothing wrong, sometimes we can just say, you know what? I don't want it that bad. I don't want it that bad to work seven days a week. I don't want it that bad to have to dedicate all this time, energy, and money, right? So, so sometimes the reason we don't take action is we haven't quite accepted the fact that we're really not willing to put in what needs to go into the effort or work or whatever it is, the time to make something happen. Um, and sometimes I've been there. I've been there where I tell people, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. When I sit down and think about it, I'm like, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> I don't, you know, that particular, I don't, if it requires A, B, C, D, I don't want it that badly. Um, and so we just, we need to understand that. Um, yeah, Angie said, create opportunities. I am all about creating opportunities is like, um, it's, 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 to me, it's a large part of ha having a vision, visualizing what, what it is that you want, the kind of lifestyle, the kind of job, um, you know, the kind of friends you want. And for I spend a lot of time thinking about and visualizing um, not just tangible things, but how I want to feel, what it's going to be like, what's it going to look like, what, you know, um, picturing myself, you know, a year from now. And what I do is I visualize, I think about it, and I write it down, I put it on paper, and then I start making action steps. So for example, if I say, I want to live in Europe, then I go, okay, what all needs to go in place to make it happen? If I say, okay, I want to leave my job, and I want to dedicate my life to helping people and dogs, right? So I'll, I'll say, okay, what does it look like? What do I need to do to make it happen? Who do I need to help? You know, who, who's going to help me make this happen? And for me, creating opportunities is visualizing and thinking about the, you know, what is it you want to create and then being really creative and open-minded to how that can happen. Now, I will say this too. A lot of times I'll, I'll visualize something and my vision changes, but I'm perfectly fine with that because if my vision changes, it just means my priorities have changed. And that's okay, but I still accomplish and I do and, and I have a much more satisfying life because I'm not just sitting back accepting what comes to me. I'm trying to create the kind of life, the kind of lifestyle, the kind of job that I want, the kind of relationships that I want. I work towards it. I don't just sit back and let say, you know, let an opportunity happen. Now, I also do keep my eyes open to you know, I have my vision, but I keep my eyes open to other possibilities because sometimes I have my vision and, you know, there's a left turn in the road and I go, wow, this looks really interesting. And I go with it. Um, so part of it is, you know, you, you have to have that work towards that vision and have an idea and make opportunities happen. But but don't be so don't put blinders on that. You miss other opportunities. Um, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. And, oh, I want this. I want to do that too. And, you know, they, they just don't want to be bothered. They really don't want it that badly. Um, so many people said, oh, I want to, you know, I, oh, I wish I could live overseas. And I'm like, you can, you can make it happen. But, um, they're not willing, you know, they don't want to leave their families or they don't want to put the, the time, the energy, the, whatever. 
it's um, they don't want to be bothered to that degree. If it were easy, then they would do it. Um, here's another thing. They, they see it seems like your ideas are too ambitious. So some people, you have a vision, but you think like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. I could never do this. I can't do this. And this all, to me, it all goes back to surrounding yourself with people, positive people, uplifting, uplifting people, people who share similar ideas and visions. Because I tell you, a lot of times you think your visions you know, are too big. Actually, you should be striving for bigger and you just need to have the right people around you. Um, Angie said, finding your tribe to help support you make your goals happen helps. We may not be able to do it all on our own. Definitely. Um, that can be a reason why some don't do things. Most definitely. Oh, my gosh. So much of what I've achieved in the last few years. I could not have done it on my own. No way. No way. Um, like I said, for the vision and, and, and the support and people, you know, People, if I go, oh, that's this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, no, it's not. You can do that because I did it. My friends did it. You can totally do it. Um, so that's one of the reasons. Um, here's one. All right, you guys. Anybody who's like over 20 years old, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever, um, you think it's too late. You think it's too late. Um, it's like, oh, you know, if I were younger. And this is what Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I love him because he's like, you know, you know, you could be, you know, 55 is a great time to start it, you know, to, to start a new passion and a, a new career. And, and um, it's here's the thing. It's never too late, but you have to weigh the pros and the cons. Do you want to be bothered? So, like, for example, I could choose in my 40s to let's say I like canine sports medicine, right? I say, oh my gosh, like I would so love to get a doctorate in canine sports medicine. But do I want to be bothered to go back to school for all those years? Nah. <laughs> so would I like to do that? Yes. Do I want to be bothered? Do I want it that badly? No, I don't want it that badly. I don't want to go back for another, you know, another doctorate. I don't want to go back to school for that many years. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that would be nice. But no, I don't, I don't want it that badly. Um, so knowing your limitations is good. Knowing your limit. My comfort zone after retiring from a nurse and being, uh, 62 years old. Yes. You know, finding that, um, that tribe, that inner circle, um, and you know, you don't need a bunch of people. Um, for me, it, it was, I, I connected with two people who introduced me to my, um, my business coach who introduced me. She had a mastermind group. And for me, the big difference was I connected with maybe one or two people, one or two people who really, um, they, they saw in me the, the things that I wanted for myself. They saw it for me and they saw bigger things for me. And it started out finding just one or two people, one or two people who who did the kinds of things that I wanted to do, who were super positive, super supportive. Um, they had similar goals as me. Um, to me, it was just finding one or two people. And then over time through them, I started to meet new, a whole new community of people. So, um, you know, a few years ago, all my friends were like dog people and academics because I'm a professor, right? So, but now I have a whole nother group. I have a whole nother group of social network of entrepreneurs in all kinds of different areas. 
So, um, so you just got to keep at it and, you know, be open to possibilities and try to, you know, identify what are your passions, what are your interests and try to gravitate. Where can you find people who have those similar interests? Um, but you know, Colleen, I was, um, it wasn't easy. I had gone through a divorce and I think I was in a depression. Like I was not happy. I had gone through a divorce. I was in limbo. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, the things that I was passionate before my divorce, I wasn't passionate about anymore. Um, my career didn't, my, you know, my job as a professor, it didn't have the same meaning to me as it did five years before. And I spent a couple years um, in kind of limbo. And um, I wasn't happy. Um, I would visit my parents in South Carolina. And as I came back to New Jersey, as I got closer and closer to New Jersey, I just wanted to cry. Um, and then when I was in New Jersey, I was just counting down the days to like leave. Like there, I felt like there was nothing, you know, um, nothing, nothing holding me there. And, and, um, it took me a while, it, you know, I, I didn't give up. It took me a while. And part of it was, you know, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't. I was like, you know, it's like the passion left me. I was like, where'd my passion go? Like what, what used to excite me doesn't excite me anymore. And um, for me, it was, it was a really tough time just um, emotionally and psychologically because I always was so driven, you know, do, you know, I wanted to go overseas. I wanted to become a teacher. I wanted to get my PhD. I wanted to become a professor. I did all of that. And then it was like, okay, what's next? What's next? What do I do now? And the things that used to excite me, they didn't excite me anymore. And I'm a person like I live, I thrive off of, you know, my passion and the things I love. I can't imagine living a life with no passion, passion for dogs, passion for travel, whatever it is. And um, I spent maybe a year or two where I was like, I don't know what I, I don't know what, where, where is that passion? And what got, what brought it back for me was um, when I started my business. When I started doing stuff with dogs and started working with people and educating people and helping other people, then that passion came back. Um, but you know, it, it's um, it's not always easy, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it if you just keep at it. Um, so you guys, it's never too late. It's never too late. You have one life. Well, unless you believe in like reincarnation or you know, but typically the people I interact with think, okay, we've got one life. Um, make the most of it. And, you know, life is short. So do I want to twiddle away years and years and years doing stuff that I'm not excited and passionate about? And, um, and, you know, you live your whole, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, living your whole life, just waiting for the weekend. Like, you know, your life is, you know, living for two days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, you know, I love Mondays just as much as I love Fridays. Um, so it's never too late to find things you love and to follow your passions. Um, like I said, they have 20, some of them, um, some of these aren't, you know, that, you know, earth shattering. Um, if, uh, the fear of fear, failure, fear of failure. That's huge. Right. Um, and part, I think a lot of the fear of failure is wrapped up in too much concern about what others think of us. Because if we could fail, like if you could go out and fail and nobody knows and nobody sees and nobody has any opinion on you, they don't think negatively, there's no bad side effects, then like, yeah, you fail, no big deal. But I think a lot of times 
I think a lot of times the fear of failure is you don't want to look bad or look weak or look like a failure to other people. So I think part of the fear of failure is, you know, is really recognizing a lot of times that you're worried too much about what other people think. And if we could try to move outside of that um, and also think of, you know, failure is there's no such thing as failure. We just it's a learning opportunity. And if you don't give up, if you give up, it's failure, right? Oh, I failed. I'm done. I give up. I don't move forward. I don't learn anything from it. But if you fail at something, you learn from it. You take what you learn and you keep going. Maybe you change what you're doing, but like you take that knowledge. To me, if you treat failure as an as a learning opportunity, there's no such thing as failing. But if you fail and you're just like, poor me, poor me, I'm a failure. I did horrible. See, that's evidence. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm done. I give up. Okay, that's failure. Um, but um, look at it. What can you learn from it? If you learned one thing, if you learned one thing from that, you gained something from it. You, it wasn't a complete failure. Um, so, um, those, uh, I, like I said, I will put the link and, um, the, the, the two articles, like I said, the one wasn't too earth shattering or it is basically talking about, um, pain and, um, you know, passion and pain and the balance between the two. And the other one, like I said, it's, it's a good reminder. And I think, I guess the one thing I want you guys to think about is, when you're not taking action and you know you should or you feel like you should, why aren't identify why aren't you doing it? Like because you might be sitting there feeling guilty about not taking action, but you may realize that you say, you know what? It's not that valuable to me. I, I don't want I don't want to bother. And you know, maybe yeah, it would be great to have a new job, but I really don't want to go back to school. I don't want to work extra hard or I don't want to move my family. So you know what? I, I don't want it that bad. Um, but it also might be recognizing that your inaction is because you're scared to go out of your comfort zone. And then you have to decide, am I okay in survival? And, and what's more important? And, and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong, but you need to, you need to acknowledge, you know, if I am not taking action because I'm scared, what's more important to you? Is safety and security where you're at, is that more important to you? That's fine. Acknowledge it and stop beating yourself up and, and, and accept your decision. But if you really, really want to try, you want that other thing, and it's very, very scary, but you really want it, then to me, it's kind of like I, acknowledging, you know what? I know I'm scared. I know that there's an unknown, but I want to try, I can vision having this so badly that I'm willing to go outside my comfort zone and I'm willing to take a risk. And one, I'll give you one last example here. One last example um, would be when I was deciding whether or not to invest in um, a business mastermind. And it was the first time I was, you know, investing. This was like thousands and thousands thousands of dollars. It was very scary. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go into my savings. I'm going to have to borrow money. And one of the things I, I realized, I said, okay, what's the worst case scenario? I invest all this money and, and I don't achieve what I want to achieve with my business, right? That's the worst case scenario. I go out, I spend thousands and thousands of dollars 
and I don't make that money back. And I decided that the thousands of dollars to me was the equivalent of like maybe a master's degree, like the education, what I was going to learn from these people. Even if I didn't make all this money back, I told myself, you know what, if I go in and my business fails, I'm still learning a lot. Am I willing to invest that money into myself and my learning and my education, knowing that the knowledge I will forever have? Maybe this business fails. Maybe it doesn't. But am I willing to take the risk and accept that if my business fails, everything I learned in this mastermind is knowledge that nobody can take away from me? And I thought, you know what? I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to take the risk. And if I lose all that money, I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot and say, bad you, bad you. I'm going to say, all right, you knew this was a possibility, but what I learned in the process was worth it. And, and, um, you know, that was how that, that helped me make my decision was, um, moving into the uncomfortable place, you know, it's risky and then you have to wait. Is it willing to take, you know, are you willing to take the risk? You know, don't go blindly and just, you know, quit your job and move your family and ha don't have a plan and deplete all your savings. You know, if you're going to take the risk and go outside your comfort zone, you know, do a little bit of research and see, you know, what's what's scenario one, what's scenario two, what's your backup plan? I'm big on backup plans. And then make the decision. Do you want to survive or do you want to thrive? And if you want to thrive, are you willing to take the risk? And if things don't go as planned, are you okay with that? Because I am all for never regretting, never looking back on life and regretting no matter what horrible decisions you make. You know, I, up to this part in my, I've, I've made bad, bad decisions, but I don't regret anything I've done because of what I've learned and where I am to now, where I am right now, I would not be if I had not gone through all of those other experiences. So for me, when you make a decision, like you make a decision, you live and you accept it. Um, and I hate, um, I hate when I see people and they, they put a lot of thought into a decision, they make a decision and they're like, oh, then they start beating themselves up for it. And um, for me, it's like learn from it and move forward. Um, so Angie says, this is a great uh, motivator for you to get back on track. Awesome. Yeah, it went from like um, action to inaction to some motivational stuff. Um, but oh, Sarah, great. Sarah said, this is exactly what you needed to hear. Awesome. Knowledge is power, most definitely. But, you know, I, you guys, I, I know it's not easy. I've been there. I know it's not easy. I know what it's like to make a decision and you're scared to death. Um, and I'm not saying just go jump off a cliff. <laughs> like I said, you know, weigh your pros and cons. But, um, but you know, when you make a decision, you make a decision and, and you live with it and you accept it and don't beat yourself up for it. And, and failure is not an option. You don't fail. It's, it's a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone. And if you're sitting there and you, you really want to, you have a dream, you have a passion, you have something you want to follow, and you're scared, you're, you're scared of what other people are going to say. When you're on your deathbed, right? When you're, you know, when you're in your 90s and you reflect on your life and you think about all those amazing things you wanted to do but you were scared to do because you didn't want to be embarrassed in front of somebody, like you're going to wish, you're going to wish that you had taken those risks and you had tried those things. And you're, you're going to see, you know, when you're 50 or 60 and you're like, oh, I'm too old. 
Well, down the road, when you reflect back, you'll say, man, I was so young when I was 65. <laughs> you know, I had my whole life ahead of me. I should have done it then instead of saying it was too late. Um, so it's uh, things that go on in my head when I when I reach, the, you know, I have these challenging moments. I doubt myself, you know, and I have I, you know, I get into the fear and it's like going outside my comfort zone. It's not easy. But these are the things I tell myself to walk forward and move forward. All right, you guys. I'm gonna log off. Thank you for joining me. Oh, let me just post up here. I have, um, I have a, it's a free open. Uh, well, you have to request to join, but it's a, a Facebook group. If you want to join, it's um, Canine Business Secrets for Online Success. Some of you are already a member, um, but you, if um, if you are a canine professional, if you're interested in the business side of things, the entrepreneurial side of things. If you're interested in, um, you know, you're you're on technology right now. You are watching this, but if you're interested in um, how to use the power of technology to move your life forward in your business, your personal life, and your business life, if this is something that interests you, um, hop on over and join the group. I've got some um, some tutorials and videos. I do Facebook lives in there. Um, like I said, it's a free group. Come on over, um, and I we got some great people there. I try to help people out, ask questions, we share ideas. And um, if you're not a member and, and if this interests you, come on over and join us. So um, thank you. So thank you so much, you guys, Michael and Angie and Sarah for posting. If some of you are posting um, on other threads, I will come back and um, respond. Uh, Myra from Brazil, thank you for joining us. Colleen, um, Sherry, um, I see you down. I see you commented. And Nicole, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining uh, if you have any comments to share, any other thoughts, um, like I said, I, I know it's not easy, but um, ho I, I hope some of this was helpful for you. And uh, come join the Canine Business Secrets for Online Success. Share over there if you're interested. Uh, again, um, this is Northeast Canine Conditioning. Every Friday, 8.30 p.m., you will find me live. On, uh, on my Facebook business page, Northeast Canine Conditioning. So thank you for joining and I will talk to you guys soon. I will see you next week. Come join me live if you can. Bye-bye.